how is uh, how is Father Mitch say it? Y'all, I'm bursting. Um, <laughs> it's just so glad. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. Uh, wow, uh, the last two weeks have just been crazy. Um, really, just like a lot of time feeling like I was just kind of like sitting in the cave, uh, just kind of like praying. It really felt like this, this almost like being a monk, being a hermit, just being upstairs and like knowing people are here and knowing people are coming in and out of my house essentially, uh, and not being able to see people. Uh, definitely just kind of the sense of like, I wish I could just be with my, my children, you know. Um, beautiful, beautiful time of prayer, though. A uh, good time, like, to take a step back, to take time away from the busyness um, that's been this semester. Uh, and just kind of getting ready for Christmas season. Yesterday, we kind of took a bit of a turn with the liturgy. What happens is on December 17th, so in, even within the Advent season, you notice there's a couple of little changes. So what happened last Sunday, uh, we're set off by the fact that we have a rose candle instead of a fourth purple candle. Um, and so what happens with that is that tells us something already that we're kind of shifting a little bit of, of a focus of what's happening in Advent. Uh, and then even this week, in that third week of Advent, on December 17th, we start another kind of shift with the focus of Advent. Um, and like the antiphons change, the mass changes. Uh, what happens in the Missal for Mass is that we, we get out of actually like the third week of Advent, and this, this particular period, this last octave of Advent before we get to Christmas, has its own prayers, has its own series of antiphons, of, of all kinds of things in, in, in the, the Missal. And the Liturgy of the Hours is no different. What happens is for all of Advent, the invitatory antiphon says, Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. So from the first day of Advent, we start with that antiphon, and then we say that all the way up until, um, what's today, Friday? Wednesday would have been the last day we used that antiphon. Yesterday we started another one that says, the Lord is close at hand, come let us worship him. And so like, the, the idea is that like, he's, like, Jesus is coming really, really soon. Like The birth of Christ is literally a week from today. Today is December 18th, that means next Friday is Christmas Day. All right? And so today starts, and I may have mentioned this a few weeks ago at the beginning of Advent, um, yesterday started these O antiphons that we hear. Actually, it was the Alleluia verse today. It's also the antiphon for Vespers tonight for the Magnificat. When we hear, we pray, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. We use this antiphon uh, for evening prayer. And it's all these different titles of Christ. So yesterday, the first one is O Sapientia, O Wisdom. Today is O Adonai, or it says in, in the English translation, O Sacred Lord of Ancient Israel. And the whole idea, like with today's liturgy, and we heard it really kind of contrasting with the Collect, the opening prayer for Mass. It's a, it's a contrast between the opening prayer and this Alleluia verse. Because in the opening prayer, what we heard is like this idea of like, like this, uh, the yoke of slavery to sin. And so the Alleluia verse in this O Antiphon says, O sacred Lord of ancient Israel, who showed yourself to Moses in the burning bush, who gave him the holy law on Sinai Mountain, come stretch out your mighty hand to set us free. Two key things there is law and freedom. All right. Uh, in many ways, it seems like, like laws restrict our freedom, restricts what we'd like to be able to do sometimes. But what God wants us to be able to see, and remember that Christ says, I've come not to abolish but to fulfill the law, that what, what God wants us to be able to see is that his law is the source of freedom. Whereas in a sense, like, you know, even though like, he sets these, these laws, he sets these rules, these boundaries, uh, he does that for our own good. Because look at what happens in the Garden of, of Eden with Adam and Eve. By breaking God's law, they enter into original sin. They bring death upon the entire human race. And so the whole idea today is this idea that the law, God's law, brings true freedom. God's law sets us free from the yoke of slavery and sin. Uh, and also think, too, like when Jesus says, like, my yoke is easy 
and my burden is light. Think of what a yoke is. It's, it's, it's that, that large, usually wooden device that, that takes two animals, like two ox, things like that, and, and puts them together. So they could pull a plow, pull a cart, things like that. It's usually a very heavy piece, a combination of wood and metal. That's the yoke of slavery to sin. Christ's yoke, he says, is easy and light. And so that comes through his law, by listening to what he's asking us to do. And so in many ways, like freedom is not doing what we want to do. But freedom is doing what God is asking of us to do. That's what we ought to do. And so at this time, and like today's prayer specifically for the Mass should be like asking God to come in to help enlighten our hearts to say, what are the ways that we've been rebellious? What are the ways that we've traded his yoke, the easy and light yoke, for the yoke of slavery to sin and death, the heavy yoke? And how do we get out of that yoke is by listening to his law, by listening to what he's asking us to do and realizing that true freedom is in that, in surrendering our will so we can follow the divine will. And that's where true freedom lies.